Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. What would it be like if you went through your day seeing very clearly that you have no choice whatsoever about what phenomena arise, that it has nothing to do with you? And actually, the only choice you have is how you respond to those phenomena. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. You have no control over your life. Also, you have total control over your life. Both of these statements can be considered true, and that paradox lies at the heart of this three-part series on surrendering the illusion of control. This isn't an entirely new concept for the podcast we've discussed in the past, our innate desire to control reality, the shared delusion that we know how reality works and how it will continue to work, usually resulting in suffering and shame. You can learn more about this in the four-part series, Conclusion, Waking Up, which released in March of 2019, earlier this year. But while that series focused on breaking the delusional assumption of control and the resulting shame spiral, this series focuses on the paradox of control in the context of self-management and happiness. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that With the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. The attempt to try to control your thoughts, trying to control spontaneous arising of phenomenon is seductive because we have this idea that if we were having the kind of experience that we wanted, then everything would be fine, right? We'd be happy. We have the idea of happiness. For most people, that, that idea of happiness is, includes a certain set of content, right? X, Y, and Z needs to be happening. If I have a mate and own a house and have a business that's profitable at this margin and employees who behave in this way and customers who are like so, all of that, all of these imaginations, right? Then that will produce an internal state in me called happiness. And then everything is great. What our conditioning sells us. But what we find, and of course that's useful, that's a useful frame. But what we find is it doesn't quite work out that way, does it? We focus our intention and we learn manifestability and how to quote unquote make things happen, how to manage people, businesses, customers move it toward where we want it. But it never quite turns out exactly how we want, right? I mean, never. 
And if it does, it's often as a complete and total surprise, right? It happens when you least expect it. So for the most part, we operate with a kind of um, functional illusion. And the illusion is that we're in control of our experience. And the functionality of that is that it imparts a sense of responsibility. Something arises, that's your responsibility. You've got to deal with it. But the downside of that is it's a frame in which we're not only responsible for, but we're also to blame for all of that. So we automatically tend to have a kind of over-responsibility because whatever arises in your business, in your department, in your life, in a relationship, because you're responsible after the fact for deciding how you're going to manage it, it's easy to think that you're responsible for the arising of it in the first place. And there's a really big difference there. What if you're actually not responsible for the arising phenomenon in your life nearly as much as you think? Or another way of saying it, what if you're not in control of the arising phenomena in your life nearly as much as you think? And you collapse the fact that your response to the arising phenomena is your responsibility with the idea that the arising phenomena themselves are your responsibility, that how they arose, right? And this is most easy to see in our thoughts, right? How many times a day do we get lost in a thought, distracted from what's going on in the present, going over yet another thing that troubled you that happened yesterday, a week ago, 10 years ago? There you are thinking about that again. And you're frustrated that you're having the thought as if you have any say in the matter whatsoever. Or you're thinking about some meeting that's happening tomorrow that you're feeling anxiety about. And there you are thinking yet again about tomorrow, next week, next year, 10 years from now. And you're frustrated, angry, anxious, troubled, whatever, suffering over the fact that that's where your attention is or that you're having that thought in the first place. You see, in order to be frustrated about being lost in a thought like that, you have to think you have control over the thought. It seems really simple when you think about it, right? Like That's like being frustrated that you can't take a break from breathing. Or if your heart feels tired, oh man, I wish I could stop this heart from beating for a while. Must be tired. It's been beating since before I was born. But actually, that beating has nothing to do with your choice. That breathing has nothing to do with your choice. Those are arising phenomena almost completely beyond your control, right? You can stop them with quite a radical act. But inside of the human experience, those phenomena are beyond your control. What would it be like if you went through your day seeing very clearly that you have no choice whatsoever about what phenomena arise 
that it has nothing to do with you. And actually, the only choice you have is how you respond to those phenomena. Well, if you went through your life that way, you might be confronted with ways in which your life is actually not in your control. Because the kind of happiness we're all conditioned to desire requires control over the the arising phenomena, right? I'm happy when it's sunny. I'm sad when it's rainy. And this may not apply to you, but for many people, this is the case. I'm happy when I make a sale. I'm sad when I lose a sale. I'm happy when the business is profitable, when cash flow is positive. I'm not happy when cash flow is negative. And so our internal state is a wagon hitched to all of these arising phenomena that certainly you can influence, but there's always some way in which it's beyond your control. Now, I'm not saying that you should throw your hands up and say, well, if I have no responsibility whatsoever, then what's the point in trying? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, what if the influence you asserted came from a place of realizing and surrendering to the fact that on the deepest level, it's beyond your control? What if you tried to influence it from that place? Well, what you'd have to do is give up on the gerbil wheel we call the pursuit of happiness. Because it's the pursuit of happiness that drives us to control our experience in this way. Because if you define happiness as arising favorable arising phenomena consistent with what you want, then you're immediately at odds with reality. And this is one of the primary causes of suffering in our world. So the context for self-management or the management of anything must always begin with an acceptance and an understanding of what's in your control and what is not. So like the serenity, serenity prayer, I really ought to memorize it. But, uh, give us this. Does anybody know it better than I do? Before I paraphrase. I think I know it. Please. Um, Lord, give me, give me this uh, to, wait a minute, accept the things I cannot change and, wait a minute, accept the things I cannot change and, oh shoot. And then the, the difference. What it, there was something in between there. Grant, grant, oh my gosh. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you. Yes. Good. It's a beautiful prayer. I couldn't have done it without Tiffany. <laughs> it was a team effort. <laughs> it's a beautiful prayer because it encapsulates very simply exactly what I'm saying. So it's not about giving up. It's about having the courage to change what you can, maintaining the serenity, the stillness. The it's, it, There's a yin and a yang there, right? The yang is the courage to change what I can. That's the yang. The yin is receptive still, the serenity to accept what I cannot change. And then the meta is the wisdom 
to be able to tell the difference. Now, this is a prayer you can spend your entire life working on. And you get better and, and better and better at it, presumably, you know, if you come at it the right way. But it's such a powerful orientation. I mean, imagine if you really had that in every moment. For every arising phenomena, there's a filter for your experience of, is this something to accept? Well, it happens. So you might as well start there, right? Because if your knee-jerk reaction is, this shouldn't be happening, you're already out of reality. How do we know? Because it is happening, right? Have you ever had a moment where... uh, I, I, I hear it in my head when I spill something. Well, I did that. I did something. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you guys read my article about spilling 10,000 gallons. I hadn't spilled anything quite so voluminous before. But yeah, you know, if I drop a box of cereal or, you know, a jar of flaxseed, you know, something that really likes to disperse, my first reaction is always like, that didn't happen. That's not happening. There's like this initial no. Especially if I've been using a computer a lot because I reach for the control Z and I want to undo it. Because in computer land, you can do that. You can undo a rising phenomenon in a computer. There's no control Z in reality. But in the virtual world, there is. It's beautiful. Just completely screw up a spreadsheet. Multiple steps. You can go control Z, 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 Z. It's all undone. You don't even know what you did wrong, but it's, it's gone. In life, that doesn't exist. It's a really amazing thing that we have in computer land. I love it. But, you know, so when my uh, neighbor called and said, it's really wet on the other end of this pipe, my first reaction was, no, no, I didn't just do that. It was just, it was a contraction of being, right? It, you can feel it, it's a contraction. No. And there's nothing particularly wrong with that unless you don't notice that no and you don't move past it. But if you're living in that no for any amount of time, that tends to create suffering, tends to create problems. It took me, you know, I got to work and solve the problem, but it, it, it took me probably a few days to really let go of that no. I kept going out to my water tank and looking at the water level and doing all these calculations in my head about how dire a situation it might be. Okay, if it stopped raining for three weeks, which would be pretty much the longest drought ever here, would I have enough water? My mind kept going through all these scenarios. I must have done the math 15 times before I finally was able to let go and say, okay, it happened and it's fine that it happened. But there was this residual no And that's not accepting the arising phenomenon. And to the degree that you're pushing back against the arising phenomenon is the degree to which you're not accepting it, which is the degree to which you're expending resources doing something other than managing it, right? You're resisting it. You're working with it inside a no rather than inside a yes. And the yes is going to be more powerful for you to manage whatever it is because it's true (laughs) right 
I can't believe, can't I, believe I spent a thousand gallons. No, 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 no. What am I going to do? Now, all that math I was doing was inside the no. It's completely unnecessary. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.